On today's episode of the Loose Change Podcast, Braden, Ty, and Stu talk about Bo Horvat, Chris Latane, cap projections, Gary Bettman being an absolute stooge, the Capitals owner loving Ovechkin, and talking about potentially renaming NHL trophies. everybody and welcome back to the nhl hockey edition of the loose change podcast we have your favorite hosts here tyler two cents co-hosting with stewart and Braden. yeah um stewart i know you just went to two penguins games over in buffalo and pittsburgh how was your trip pal uh it was unreal it was a blast it was an impromptu decision friday night after the sabers game to buy tickets and drive down to uh, pittsburgh the next day really so yeah we just kind of did that it it ruled two Penguins wins. Got to see the Tang play on his game back. It was rad. And Latang is uh, officially back after the stroke. That's pretty crazy. Good for yeah, him. He, what was that? He missed he, like one week? <laughs> he missed 12 days, I think it was, and then played the most minutes for the Penguins in the game that he came back. So I guess business as usual. Yeah, you know, wouldn't have had that stroke if he didn't have the freaking uh, Moderna. <laughs> Is I that, like your southern that, accent. Do you mind doing the rest of the podcast in that yep. southern? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, anyways, that's Pittsburgh land. They're kind of back with two straight wins. So it's a good look charm, it seems like. Braden over in Vancouver land. How we feeling with Horvat? Basically saying that he's going to be traded. I'm going to end my life. I know. Before this you react, let help. me set up what happened for those that are listening that don't know. Right. Braden says that a lot on the podcast that he's going to end his life. He's a Canucks fan, Stuart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, just... Why are you questioning it? Um, Horvat refuses to address the Canucks future and trade rumors. He said, I'm focused on the season and playing for the Vancouver Canucks, helping the team in any way I can. I will not have any further comment this year. Uh, he did have some further comments this year in a post-game press conference, but they kind of just reiterated what he said earlier. Um, how are we feeling about this, Brayden? A lot of people are worried because it seems like it's a toxic locker room and Bo's like a shining light in that locker room. To take away well, any light from this dark place seems shitty. I've got two parts on that. First, I just want to say there's there's two things I want to start off with. First, about his comments there. Not only did he say I'm not, I'm not doing any, like I'm not talking about this, which fair, like we see players do that how many times and it means like, yeah, they're done. Right. Um, Bo actually opened that saying i'm sorry to my teammates i did not want to create a distraction for them that's all this is going to be i'm sorry that's true he did say i i and i quote i've always wanted to keep this confidential i don't want this to be a distraction and i feel bad for my teammates having to hear all about this in the media there's a reason he has a c on his chest you know during the bubble um when the george yeah. floyd protests when it all started um bo harvat was one of the players in the bubble who organized the nhl into getting together and saying we can't play games tonight he is a leader um, the first jersey I ever bought from, you know, the first Canucks jersey I ever bought with my own money with a name on the back is Horvat for a reason. Um, that's my boy. Yeah, that's he's my a captain. great captain. That's so true. That's some he, leadership quality with the George Floyd thing. I forgot yeah. he was a big part of that. Yep. And, you know, throughout his entire time in Vancouver, like he likes playing in the big market. You don't get a lot of players that do that, but he likes playing in a big market. He welcomes the spotlight. Um, he's always great. You know, it is the same answers after every interview, but like after every game, but which captain isn't? Um, it takes a different character type to be able to deal with a Canadian market, especially being the captain. Um, and Bo has it. It's upsetting to see him gone, to, to see him go, and it's on management. At the same time, you know, I don't... It, there's the hard emotional side, which it's like, this is tough. And then there's the cold hard truth of where the team is at. Yeah. My ideal state is that Bo Horvat is a Canuck for life. I thought he would be one. I know Kai would say the same thing if he was here this week. Unfortunately, he is uh, gone missing. Uh, missing you'll Kai. see him on the back of your milk carton. Um, <laughs> if you have any tips, please call us. We have no idea where he is. Uh, he, he wanted some candy. He got in this van, and I don't know. The thing um, is with Kai, he doesn't realize how attractive he is and that he is subject to trafficking if he's yeah, on the wrong no, street. He is, and he hangs out in Hastings a lot in downtown van, and Sorry, buddy. Uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you back soon. But coming back to like the cold, hard side of what needs to happen and the emotional side, you know, emotionally, I want him to be here for life. 
And I think that the biggest thing was that with the Miller resigning, that showed the writing was on the wall, right? They resigned the wrong guy. They had to keep Bo and they didn't. Um, or resign Bo first, rather. They didn't. And then you need to move on. Reality, dude, they move they need to move anyone over the age of like twenty five. Right? They're not okay. good. We know they need to rebuild. They so need moving past the emotional part of it, like you're sad to see him go, but now let's get younger. That's what you're saying. I've been demanding a rebuild. I want them to tear it all down. I want them to build a backup and build around PD and Hughes. So really, how can I at the same time complain about Horvat being left and being traded? Um, what it turns into now is what they're looking to get for Horvat. They want a center. And they need so they need a centerman. They need a right hand defenseman. They need to find Quinn Hughes's partner. You know, we're coming kind of back to the Miller trade talk of what they need to get. Now, what it'll be interesting to see and is going to be very telling about what Canucks management is looking to do moving forward is if they are demanding a top six center in return for Orvat as part of the package. Now, my own opinion, they should not be doing that. That's going to limit what they're able to do um, in terms of value, just because they need to be rebuilding, right? I mean. <sighs> when you look at the packages of what's available and then what you can get, like Stu, I don't know. Is there any package you could think of where you're going to get a second line center, a top four right-handed defenseman and a first round pick for Horvat? I don't know many teams like that would be like trading for Horvat that are like in playoff contention that could easily do that. Right. Like the names that come up in conversations for the Horvat trade are what, like the Rangers, Leafs, Stars and Avs. I don't think any of them could give back like a, top six center as well as the rest of it no and no one can right and uh, we're seeing reports right that even rebuilding teams want Horvat because that's the kind of player he fucking is um out on that like short list of teams there you know the stars won't happen we know the owner likes to meddle we talked about this before how the owner of the vancouver canucks and the owner of the dallas stars have personal beef he is <laughs> not going to be a dallas star unless he goes there in free agency that's 100 percent true right he's not going to be traded to dallas so looking around most likely, I think he's an avalanche. He's He becomes a member of the Colorado avalanche, right? Tyler, we know. What are the, all the injuries to Colorado right now, Tyler? Because I have no memory. I just know that they're decimated by injuries right now. And Man, it's everything. Like their only star player left is Rantanen, um, if you're talking forwards. With Kadri leaving and Burakovsky leaving in the offseason and with McKinnon and Landeskog still injured, they're missing a lot of firepower up top. Mm-hmm. And their point percentage is just above that of the Canucks. So we know the Avalanche need to buy to get moving here. Um, now, going back to the package, if you're the Canucks, you're asking for a new hook. You're asking for Bo and Byram and, you know, a first. You're not getting Bo and Byram, Alex Newhook, and a first-round pick from the Avalanche. That's not happening. I don't even know if you get Bo and Byram one-for-one one with Horvat. Right? Especially with the situation that it's clear to the rest of the league that, hey, we're not going to help you out if you need to trade this guy because you're not going to sign him. It's tough to say because remember, the writing was on the wall like this for JT Miller. And then some yes. bad old asshole Italian put his foot down and then suddenly he was re-signed. I don't know if that's what's going to happen here. We do know that the offer they made to Horvat would have put them over the cap for next year, so they would have had to make a couple trades here. But moving around... Any package for the Islanders, or sorry, for the Islanders, for the Avalanche, to me, it's either going to focus around Newhook, or we're going to see a guy like Gerard, or not Gerard, a guy like Byram. I don't know how you make Byram work, so I think it's most likely going to be a Newhook, a first and something. Um, looking at the Leafs, like, Tyler, what do you think? See, for the Leafs, obviously, I'm going to make the joke that Kerfoot Hall in the third should get it done. Um, I think it's a great player you're getting back, a top four D-man, and who knows, it's the Leafs per round pick so it could turn into anything but more realistically i'm looking at our prospects as a leafs uh truther it's it's time this is the year that you have to go all in and i've there's been times in the past like the columbus bubble year i was really against going for it and training for felino this is the time let's go get bo horvat he's gonna make or break this team he'll help him a lot so i'm trading away niamela our finish great defenseman prospect he could easily be a top four. Mm-hmm. I'm trading away our first round pick. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking like, and I'm asking myself, I know how much Matthew Nice is valuable to us. He's really good. And I'm so excited for him to be, to be on the team. He's done college in March. 
he could be on the least roster this playoffs. I'm not kidding. That's how good and highly I regard this guy. I'll take Bo Horvat over him for sure. If you're Kyle Dubas, you need to win this year. You have your perfect core. Their defense is playing amazing. Go get Bo Horvat for Niamela. Nice in the first. I think it's an extremely competitive offer. You mentioned you're looking for a first new hook in Byram. I think it's on the same level of offer from the Leafs, and the Leafs can actually do it. Yeah, the Avs offer would be better because Byram is a top four defenseman right now. That, like, like I said, that's an offer isn't going to happen. I don't. I, to me, the Canucks would have to add to Horvat to get Byram and just. Yeah, still shaking his head. And a new hook. Yeah. Um, it would be like new hook, a first, and then like some right hand shot prospect. Not a not an established player. Um, you know, with that with the Nyes deal, right? Like it's tough because Nyes is a winger. He's not a center. We know they want a center. What scares me is that I can see a package there. I I'm gonna fuck I'm gonna hate myself for saying this. We know the Canucks want to be competitive now. I could fucking see them doing some package with Kerfoot and Hall coming back. It's I a joke. Gonna, I was going to bring that up. I was going to say, like, the Leafs need to move money, though, to get Horvat too, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. And I, I think you would see Kerfoot coming back. You need a yeah, center. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that in my pre- right? trade proposal. He's Kerfoot's obviously DC. going back. Kerfoot, yeah. and we know they want right D, right? Like, internally, the Canucks highly regard Ethan Bear. They picked him up for a fifth round this year. Been fantastic, you know. Kind of, I've loved him. He's probably been the third best, second best defenseman on the Canucks this year. Um, and he need to rebuild that right side. So, could I see like Hall anchor for going back? Yeah. Um. So, do the would the Leafs add? Yeah. Well, and then that's the thing. Do the Leafs add Nyes a first and him on like and Nemo on top of that? I doubt it, man. Right? You're gonna get four players plus a pick going for one. I'm just kind of yeah emphasizing though that the Leafs probably will give the best offer right now. I think they're more willing to do that trade than you the Colorado proposal you're bringing up. Yeah, and like, look, I I do think it's going to play a role. It shouldn't, but it will. It's Toronto. They're going to ask for more from Toronto than they're going to ask from other teams because it's Toronto, and they know what the optics of trading Bo Horvat, the captain of the Vancouver Canucks, to Toronto Maple Leafs yeah. is going to look like. Um, <laughs> That's true. You know, we've there's seen a lot of smoke. Attacks. Yeah, we've seen around like I mean, we've seen a lot of smoke around uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. We know they were sniffing around. Um, you'd want a right defenseman from there. I don't know if there's a package to be found. We know they want to move them. Yeah, like Jake. I don't know, man. Like, mm-hmm. but he's a left hand shot. Oh, is he? They got Ken Johnson, who's a oh, center yeah. from BC, right? Highly skilled. Cole Sillinger. Um, one team that's stuck out to me, and we'll finish off on this team here. But I just want to. You know, finish off on this team for trade talk. And I want to talk about culture quickly, like I mentioned, then we'll move on from this. Okay. Sounds good. Um, but we know that they want to move outside of the division, which I hate. Fuck that. Move, trade guys within your division. It's fine. I wonder about the LA Kings. Bo Horvat to the LA Kings. That's an interesting he'd, he'd one. Be, honestly, I could see him as a king. He's a, he's a pretty good like Kings player, I think. And the Kings are in that space where they're going for it, right, Stu? And they just trade for Fiala. They're getting there. And they'll have, they should have money. They've got a shit ton of defensemen, right hand shot D. Um, a guy who I wonder, I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would as part of it, but I look at their prospects and who's coming up. And I look at the roster and I go, who's going to lose spots? And as good as he's been, I think Sean Dursey's going to lose a spot on the Kings. I think that's a player that they trade to make space for somebody else because they've got higher potential. Dursey's got like 19 points this year, he's playing really fucking good. Um, they got Helgrons coming up. They got Brant Clark, and they've got Drew Doughty still on the blue line. I mean, we know Brant Clark should be a better player than Sean Dursey. Helgrons is a different type than Dursey. Um, Grons is this big six foot six defenseman, plays strong two way. We know Dursey is a two way defenseman, but a bit more offensively inclined, right? He's not going to be on your PK. Um, and they've got the centerman to move too, right? Turcotte, like. Um, I could see a package of like Turcotte, one of Grands or Dursey, and a first or like a first or something else there. We'll, we'll we'll see what the LA offer is, but that's a team where I really have my eye on thinking. What about that? Now, finally, I just want to come back to culture, right? Um, Tyler, you talked about how we know it's shit as is, and losing Horvat's only going to hurt. 
the culture there, you know, with uh, Horvat and Luke Shen being such leaders. I'm torn on that. You because think it might be worth just a fresh start. Horvat's the captain. And if you have a shitty locker room, it starts at the top. Even though you right? just said how much you love his leadership and all that. It still happened on your watch. Okay. It okay. still happened on your watch. Now, part of that, from a lot of reports coming out, we know that Miller seems to be an issue. He's buddies with Garland. It seems like those two are, you know, part of a locker room divide there. Um, Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I, as much as I love Bo, part of me goes, it happened under your watch. That's something that you should have squashed, and you didn't. So it gets worse. Yeah, for sure. But part of me also goes, that's something where you should have had that. Um, You know, it, I don't want to lay it all at the guy's feet because he doesn't pick who comes in. But... It, there needs to be more accountability, I think, from the media and just like how Canucks fans are treating the loss of Horvat would be, in addition to just like, look, it still happened under his watch. Um, that can't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And for like one thing that would really help Vancouver transitioning from the Bo Horvat thing, it's really cool that all these teams that are in it are like contenders for the cup. Like, obviously, that's a really cool thing to see a really good player like Horvat go there. One thing that's going to stop a lot of trades from going through, like my Niamela and Nyes from the Leafs offer, is cap space. Mm -hmm. One thing that is kind of fucking Vancouver and a lot of teams right now is this report that the cap projections are now only going to go up another $1 million this year. Braden, you, you excited me in the summer when you shared me Friedman's reports that the cap could go up $4 million. I'd be pumped to see that as a Leafs fan who needs it. I'm sure Penguins fans too. You'd be pumped to see an extra $4 million available for your cap. Yeah. What team wouldn't though? Even rebuilding teams. It would encourage trades. It would encourage signings. It would encourage a lot of fun things around the league and growth around the league. Now the projections are back down to 1 million. It's current 82 and a half up to 83 and a half. They're projecting now. How disappointing is this, and what does this do to the market for players? You think, Stu? Um, I mean, obviously, again, it it makes Horvat harder to trade for because teams that again, like the Leafs, that are up against the cap. Like, if you trade for a player, like I know there's always rentals, but you always want to resign them. Like, if you want you want to keep the good players on your team, especially like a guy like Horvat, like that's the guy yeah. you want to resign. Like you comes back, he's probably like an A on the sweater next season on some teams too. Like it's, it, it it sucks. I wish there was more money to play. There's like one of the exciting things about at least the NBA, at least is at least how superstars can just switch teams or really good players. That just doesn't happen in the NHL. There's not enough money for teams to have. It's, it, it's, it's disappointing. Yeah, it's, it's a shame for teams and I'm excited for that to finally happen. It's looking like maybe next year it'll go up a bunch, but Promises are promises. We'll see what happens. If the Leafs go on a deep playoff run, you know it'll happen next year. That's all the league needs money-wise is one Leafs playoff run. And that would happen if they didn't have to fucking play Tampa every year like they're going to have to again. But I digress. I digress. Uh, You mentioned NBA Stewart. One thing that they've been doing, and I'm excited to talk about NHL potentially copying them and doing something similar, is that they've renamed a lot of their trophies. Have you heard this? Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Brayden, you've heard this too, right? That they're renaming a lot of their like trophies. Like the MVPs and renamed like the Michael Jordan Award, which is, you know, why not, right? Honor your best player in history. Very cool the trophy. NBA. And it begs the question, should the NHL do the same? Like, should the Art Ross trophy for most points uh go to Gretzky? Or some like the Gretzky Award, you know? Or yeah. should should the MVP award, instead of being named the heart, should that be called the Gretzky award and so on and so forth? What do you think, Stu? I like the Michael Jordan award for basketball because it's nice to see a player that everyone recognizes as like the best of all time be the MVP award. Everyone recognizes Gretzky. I could see the similarity being nice, but also an argument against it is the history Art Ross was still a fine player. Are we going to take it away from him just to give it to some other guy? Do you think yes or no? Would you like to see Gretzky be the name of the MVP award? I just want to interject quickly. Art Ross played three NHL games and had one goal. 
Okay, I don't know. He's a 1920s player. How am I yeah, supposed to know? Well, he was a coach, right? Like, that was his thing. Yeah. But that's, um, I guess... So it makes even less that. sense for him yeah. to be... Like, why... It's proving my point even more, I guess. I'd like to see it... I, I'd like to see some of them change. I don't think all of them. Yeah. In in a weird way. I think some of them should change. Like, I don't know why. I really like the Vesna trophy. Just the name of it. I think it sounds super good. And just leave that one as is. But, like... Like you said, like the heart, like that'd be a great, like the Wayne Gretzky trophy would be great. Like people were talking about this on Twitter today, like rename the Calder maybe, you know, to like the Solani or whatever, just because of the, how like yeah, famous it's such a his rookie season is. Year, yeah. And just things like that. I think that'd be fun. And it's still, it's still honoring history. Like those players don't play anymore. Like you're not naming it after current people and you're giving it to what best exemplified like if, if you call the Calders the Solani you're naming it after what's probably the best like rookie season to be like in the NHL like I'm all for a name change on a good chunk of the trophies yeah the ones I am not you know best goal scorer oh the Alex Ovechkin trophy no winning the rocket is such a yes. cooler fucking term to yes. use like come on it's the rocket totally. like come on totally is it rocket Richard yeah like part of me goes it's weird to hear like with oh, the Patrice Bergeron award like it's weird when you always think it of the Selkie, right? But mm-hmm. the Rocket? No, you keep the Rocket as the Rocket. It's the Rocket. Like, that's yeah, the coolest name for any There's trophy. There's definitely some you need to keep. The Rocket's the number one coolest name trophy in the league. Why? Although in 50 years, if you ask me that question again, my, my vote might be different. But I don't want current players as trophy names. No, and I don't have an issue with changing. Like, sure. The one I have a bigger issue with is why there's no award for most assists in a regular season. Why we don't need that one, the Wayne Gretzky trophy. Um, that's a good proposition because yeah, he led the league in assists. Like it, that one gets me going. And then the other thing too, like all this talk about trophies, I bet, and like people getting mad. I bet the discourse would be so much different if the question was, should they change what the oh fuck the con Smythe looks like? Looks like yeah. Do you remember what the con Smythe is? I remember that. I know that what the trophy is generally. Yeah. yeah. Are you saying it's weird and not good? What? Do you know what the actual like metal work on the trophy itself is? No, I don't. Maple Leaf Gardens, baby. It's just the building. It's not some really? weird different thing. It's, yeah, it's the arena where the Leafs played. So I guarantee if you put that fucking question out there, oh, should we change what what that, you know, what the trophy itself looks like? Because it's Toronto and League loves Toronto. You'd have everybody being like, let's change it. <laughs> you wouldn't have any of the bullshit. Oh, it's the history. People be like, yeah, fuck the Leafs, change it. Yeah, so um, we kind of agree that no, unless sure the Rock, but it's the Rocket for most trophies, we should change it. Like Norris, you guys both agree that the Bobby Orr or the Orr would be a really cool trophy to win. Yeah, yeah. It's just the question becomes like, when do you change it again? Then how often do you change it? Right. Um, and then of course, down that line, you're getting into the discussion of well, is person you know is so and so good enough to take it away? Right, and that's the line. I think it kind of has to be obvious. Like, no one would question that Gretzky should be the a name for an assist award or a points award or an MVP award even. Like, that's no problem on anyone's book. Same with Bobby Orr. I think there's some with, like, the Rocket, the Selkie. I'm, I think the Selkie's fine. We could name it the Bergeron, but yeah, I'm not crazy I don't, about that. In, in a while, we can name it the Bergeron, not He's, now. No, it's right. too early now, but here's a question for you. I just saw this one. So the heart is MVP. And then what's the, the Ted Lindsay, right? Is the other one. That's the, uh, mm-hmm. that's the players MVP. voted MVP. That's the, the Mario Lemieux award. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Which one's the Gretzky and which one's the Lemieux? Because we know some people think <laughs> that the Ted Lindsay is more important because that's the players that vote on it versus the media who votes on it for the heart. Mm-hmm. Give me Mario Lemieux as the Ted Lindsay award. Well, Come on, bullshit. baby. Well, and then the, I guess, of all the words, too, where I think of, oh, it's disrespectful. Like, do you guys know the history of Ted Lindsay at all or no? Not whatsoever. No. No. So the only reason the NHL, like, players have rights really as a whole started with Ted Lindsay. Like, he started the, like, he started the groundwork for Union. Oh, he's um, a big rights guy. He was an all-star, and he got pretty much blackballed from the NHL because of that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, this is back, like, Gordie Howe days, right, of hockey. But, like, the guy got blackballed from the NHL because he wanted it to be his big thing was so that players could know what other players were making. Mm. Um, when he was on the Red Wings, the owner promised Gordy Howe, you'll always be the highest played player on, you know, not only on the Red Wings, but in the league. Um, and Lindsay revealed, hey, Howe, I'm making more than you are, which, you know, Gordy didn't like that too much. Anyways, so Gordy got his fucking money. 
Lindsay got blackballed from the NHL from it. Um, so is it, you know, when, when you play such a pivotal role, part of me goes, yeah, maybe you should be able to keep the trophy, but yeah, as, as we, a whole, I don't have a problem changing. That. As weird as that sounds though, like the Ted Lindsay, that, that, that kind of sounds like what the lady Bing trophy is also too. Like, wasn't that, uh, Lord Stanley's wife? Oh no. I thought that was lady. Bang. Yeah. Lady Bang. Lady Bang. Bang. More like, I think I don't know, Lady but Bang I think it should be changed all... to the NHL player whose wife has the most Instagram followers. <laughs> Whoever the hottest like wag is should get the Lady Bang. Why is there not a social media award? Come on, no. Oh, you know who should get it? Way too is um oh who's that? Who was the NHL player who's banging his sister? Dude, well, the, it was this, it was a St. Louis Blue player, right? Was it a blue? Yeah. Oh, was who it, was it? It wasn't Robert Thomas, right? Pause. No. no, no, it was a Russian, wasn't it? Or like a Swede? no, it was a French. It was a French Canadian. Because oh, you're right. Who was sexy it? as like a, a compliment to everything? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Uh, Sammy by Sammy Blake. Oh, Blake. Yeah, yeah. yeah, his sister should get the award. That's who it should be named after. <laughs> yes, tweet that. <laughs> I think that wraps up our <laughs> award conversation. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Gary Bettman's a stooge. He thinks that the floating advertisements, um, for those listening, you've noticed the floating advertisements during game, the changing advertisements on the boards, behind the net. Gary Bettman suggests that even all, even though all of us fucking hate it, we don't hate it, actually. According to polls, that he did not provide at all. He just referenced apparently everyone loves that ads are floating around during games. I personally can't stand that the boards move during play. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Am I taking it too seriously? Am I just being a butthurt hockey fan? No, think, you're right to be mad. Yeah, no, the, the easiest way to fix it is just, I don't mind that the ads change. Just don't have them move during play. There's well, a whistle, change the boards, then wait till the next stoppage. I have questions too. Number one, did you just want to say, I saw this one tweet and it was like, oh, here's the poll that Gary was talking about, you know, right on one to 10. How much do you like at one? I like it a lot. Number 10. I love it a lot. <laughs> like, that's got to be what Gary was using because nobody says that it's good. Nobody um, likes. He said that they enjoy the hockey experience more with moving who wants to watch hockey more because like I, I don't even I get, love like, watching those cars drift around the boards chasing a puck. Are you kidding me? During play? It's, such it's a, so it's, easy to follow. It's such a fuck you to the fans. But it really is. My question, too, is ignore everything else from a business perspective. We know that the NHL is a gate driven revenue. Um right? Like they don't get a lot of money from TV rights. Now I know it's going to be different for all arenas and they must be making more, at least right now as a result. Well, they're getting both streams right now, but for a gate revenue trip, like when you're gate driven revenue, you're able to charge a lot for the physical ad on the board. Right. right? If I want to put an ad in fucking ACC or Scotiabank arena, I can only imagine whoa, how whoa, much that whoa, would cost. Whoa. Do I have to cut that? ACC is no, no okay. longer. ACC is still what I call it. Anyways, but, you know, that's a lot. At Mullet Arena, not as much. Unless you get your finger taken off, I don't know. But <laughs> now, like, what the fuck is the incentive for anybody to buy that board space? Why would just I pay change for it. that? <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even going to be on TV. Now I have to buy the rights on TV. So, for sure, if they're going to make more money based off, re- you know, on revenue based on that, from the TV rights, absolutely, go for it. Like, they need to focus on their income streams. Sure. If this was going to affect the cap projections, but now all of a sudden it's 1 mil instead of 4 mil. I thought this was why it's 4 mil, right? We have these moving ads. We're doing it well, for money. We're not. Well, that's kind of, and that's where I get pissed off too with the fucking cap is that that was supposed to help jerseys on ad or ads on jerseys. Yes, right. Jerseys, that was supposed ads to on helmets, help ads on jerseys, all that. The most bullshit fucking part about the fucking ads to on the jersey i have no issues with the little crest on the jersey for game worn jerseys the fucking fact that now if i go to buy a jersey at the nhl store i went to i did not know this i went to a leafs game i went to a leafs game no i'm fired up right now i went to a leafs get game. fired was, up Brady. i was looking in the store i was like oh you know i do need a leafs jersey here i need to get ready for my bore that leafs jersey Brady's i'm fired up one in a second you can't buy a jersey anymore without the ad on it yeah, the same was in same was in Pittsburgh. Their what? team store is absolutely massive, and every jersey had the yeah. the UPMC 
Because that's the agreement now. I don't want that fucking stitch. Now I'm going to China and getting that shit for 80 bucks, baby. Dude, like, I'll take it off myself if I have to, but, like, why the fuck is it on there for fans? This was supposed to help the cap, and you know what's going to fucking hurt is that you're downgrading the product, you're hurting your product, and everything about it, the on-ice talent is going to go down, everything just gets hurt, and we're going to get a fucking lockout. Okay, well, let's, n- let's not use the L word. We are. Um, we're getting, and we're going to get a lockout in the first year that the Coyotes... We are. We're going to no, get a lockout, not. and it's supposed to be in the first fucking year that the Coyotes are in their new arena. Great planning, Gary. We're not getting a lockout. We are. But moving on past that. Then. Thank you, Gary. We'll talk a lockout another time once we get closer to that, because that's at least not for years to come. The Washington Wapitals. The Washington Capitals. The Washington Wapitals owner says that he will not rebuild while Ovechkin chases goals record. If you're a Washington fan, Braden, how would you feel about this, knowing that he's literally saying, I'm willing to give up playing smart as a GM to make sure this guy gets the goal record? Do you feel good or bad about that? So I'm a Capitals fan. Yes. Have I got my Stanley Cup? You did in 2019. For 2018. Do I, the, do I still have the greatest player in the history of the franchise on my team? Yes. Then I don't give a fuck. I okay. got my cup. I got my cup. <laughs> if they hadn't won a cup, it's a different conversation. Right. Um, regardless, though, that you should be in contention every year that you have a player like that. You shouldn't be rebuilding if you have a player like that. Um, same thing to me goes for the Penguins. They made the right move to yep. me by buying back in this year and continuing to go. You go for it every year. You have Crosby, Malkin on your team. And you, you agree go with Ovechkin. Yeah, you go for it every year. Is it working out right now for them? No. But, like, I don't give a shit, dude. This is the next thing. If you're a Capitals fan... I got my cup. The next two things on my list that I want is Ovechkin goals record and Ovechkin to retire as a Washington Capital. Yeah, that's, that's what it. I was going to say. Like, as a Capitals fan, like, would you trade Ovechkin not getting the goals record to get another Stanley Cup? Wow, that's a crazy question. But what that's would the thing you is, do? Like, it's such a, it isn't a directly one for one thing, right? Like, we don't know. I know, yeah, but can we take that question it, but... as a hypothesis? Like, what would you rather have, Braden? You think? Like, I know neither of us, none of us are Capitals fans. I still um, take the goals record, dude. Like, you think so, sure. eh? I, I'm just thinking because we don't know if it's going to be. And does it speed you up? Yeah, like, for sure, it puts you back on the path to, like, a long-term legitimate contender faster. But it speeds that process up by, like, what, two years, three years? So, yeah. you know, for, as, a, <laughs> as a Canucks fan, would I be willing to sacrifice three years for a great moment and then, you know, more greatness? Yeah. Dude, I'm a Canucks fan. I've built. I've been dealing with over a decade of shit. For yeah. a Capitals fan, I have. I have that. That's the big thing. Is I have a Stanley Cup. Now, this is my next thing. This matters more. You know, if I'm a Capitals fan, that matters more to me than another cup. Is I want to see Ovi break the goals record and then retire as a Washington Capital. I agree with you, and to, like I want to see what Ovi do that. But I, as a Leafs fan, think I would value the cup more. But I'm never. I can't put myself in that headspace because I am a Leafs fan. Stuart, you've seen three Pittsburgh Cups. You can kind of better put yourself in the headspace because you can see Crosby breaking records. What matters? What would matter more to you? Would you rather see Ovechkin shatter that goal record and retire or a cup three years from now? I know you can't guarantee that. And that's why it's smart to go with this OB goals chase. But what would you rather have? Definitely shatter the goal record. Really? Definitely? Way... Oh, for sure. I don't think there's a question. As a, like as a Capitals fan, you know. There's not a question. It's the Stanley Cup. I don't I don't think so. You got your cup. You, you That's got, the big like, piece. Brandon's been saying it. They they if they hadn't won, it'd be way more of a discussion. But they won with Ovechkin on their team. And like as a Penguins fan, I'm psyched to watch like three franchise icons in Latang, Crosby, and Malkin retire on my team. Why would the Capitals fans not want Ovechkin to break the yeah. record and then retire? All right. Fair enough. And Braden, you feel the same? Yeah. And then that just made me think of something. I got a question now for Stu. Stu, you said three franchise icons. Mm-hmm. You got three cups right now in your lifetime as a as a Pens fan. Yeah. Would you trade that third cup so that three Penguins became four franchise icons? And that flurry stayed his whole career and retired a penguin. No, right? There's no way. Uh, I don't you don't trade so, away. Based on, based on the like, based on the what happened because it was for an expansion team, it didn't hurt like as much. 
as him like leaving in free agency because like we didn't have the money to sign him. But you know, when the Penguins win their fourth fourth cup at the end of this year, and they've traded for Flurry at the deadline to bring him back, I already yeah. already have that. So yeah, I can't go. wait for that to happen, and I can't wait to post this clip when that happens. So that'll be wild. No, I'm just saying that Flurry's got to resign right for his like one last year with the Penguins. Oh, he's, he de- definitely like, he's, he'll he's spend a full year, right? Oh, no, not a one day. At least a year. Not he's a one a, day. Does he take a full year and just he play has a one multi-year deal right now, though, Braden? Like, wouldn't he retire after his current deal? He's signed Wait, for like what two, three more years? I think it's two years. So, could I see Flurry play another year? Mm, you like Flurry as a backup for one year? I, I, I think yeah, I would think, have no problem with it. If Crosby and all those guys are around, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, like, no, just bring him back. Care. No one's gonna complain. That'd be like, you know, that'd be like the Flames. Remember when they? Oh my fucking god! Just perfect example. Remember when the Flames fucked up? And they had the option. They had two free agents they looked at. And they signed Yamir Yager. Do you remember the other right winger that they were looking at? No. They had the option to re-sign him and they didn't? Maginla? It was Jerome McGinley. And they went with Yager. What a fuck up that was. Yager what a disrespectful games. move to Jerome McGinley. Yeah, and then he bounced around the league too after. <laughs> like, I, I think he retired. I think he retired. He was like, I'm either going back to Calgary or retiring, and he ended up retiring. But what did he play? remember, because he came back, he had the hot streak when he went to the Kings, and it was like, man, like Iggy's kind of back. Like he's feeling himself, and then he oh, was I just like, he even played for the Kings. Yeah, remember, like he played for Pittsburgh, Boston, Colorado, he played for Colorado, right? Was and then shit the in Colorado for, and he played three years for the Kings, and all those teams won cups within 18 months of him being on the team, but he was never on the team for any of those cup wins. <laughs> Hurts, dude. He just kept on bouncing around to the wrong team. It was hilarious. Oh, that's that. I love Jerome Ginla. That was I like Marion Hosa, right? When he like like in the pit when Pittsburgh and Detroit played back to back years in the finals, he was on the team that lost both years. Yeah, that was tough but for him. Th- then he got one with Chicago, but yeah, like I'm yeah. just looking at his last year in Colorado, he had 18 points in 61 games. Then he went to the Kings, he put up nine points in 19. Yeah, let's wrap back up. to like a 40th point pace. Anyhow. Let's wrap up the again. Let's talk. Love that guy. Um, we can talk more about him maybe in the offseason. Talk about all time greats for each team because he was one of the best flames of all time. Maybe the best flame of all the time. The best flame of all time. I think so. That's fair enough. Not to argue. Kraken claimed Tolvanen. He is a first round pick from 2017 and Predators cut him. Uh, it was kind of a shock to me and a lot of people across the league that know a lot about hockey. Um, Stewart, as one of the closest insiders to the game why did this happen why are the predators cutting bait and how the hell did that he fall all the way to seattle who was like 23rd in waiver priority i don't really get it like um we see like those Drake j fresh cards all across twitter if you're a part of hockey twitter and like he put one out after tovin and got waived he still he still looks pretty good he, he struggles with i guess offense and five on five but he, his defensive metrics are good and like as a young his, guy getting defensive metrics is like, a lot harder too. It's his third year in the league, I think. And There's he two had COVID a good years. rookie, like he had a good end to his rookie campaign. He just hasn't found it on five on five. I don't know why Nashville cuts him. And more to the fact that I guess I don't know why teams like Arizona or like Anaheim didn't scoop him up. Like it's it's a free player, basically. I don't I don't know. I don't get Braden, why. do you have a rationalization for why Anaheim, for example, didn't pick him up? I'm shocked you went to Stu first when you got Braden the prospect guy right here. Um, well, I knew I knew you were gonna have a long um, one, so I, I figured I got Stuart in there first. <laughs> year. All right, I'm a Tolvanen expert. Um, yeah, Tolvanen, um, highly touted, really skilled. Look, he's 23. You Younger than all him. of us. Younger than all of us, but 23 Ugh. typically. If you're not an AHL player by 23, you're not gonna be one. Um, what? You're telling me I can't make it? Um, Artemi Panarin. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it helps Jack when you win the call there at 30 but um no like for Tolvanen now look I don't want to dis- I don't want to dismiss <laughs> I don't want to dismiss what uh Tolvanen is because you guys are right like he has shown strong defensively um he just can't finish and we've talked <laughs> about there this, yeah <laughs> ladies um <laughs> but no we've talked about this kind of player before where they're skilled they're not finishing sure they're bringing defenses but you have to bring something offensively and that skill part of it, Tolvanen's that skilled defensively with the stick. Um, you know, possession numbers are strong, but he's not hitting. And 
it's that classic kind of player where he's too good for the bottom six and he can't play the bottom six style of hockey, but he's not putting up the numbers that he needs to be in the top six. So when you look at why they waived him, that's it right there. They wanted him to go down to the minors, work up his confidence a bit more, get the finishing going again and bring that back up internally. Predators thought he'd pass. And I mean, mm. the fact that he went to 23rd, like everybody was like, what the fuck? Like he's going to get claimed immediately. I wanted the Canucks to get him. Right. I'm not trying to dismiss him and say, oh, look at this, this and this. To me, there's a strong enough of an underlying figure there along with the pedigree. It's worth taking a shot, especially because it's free. It's just worth a roster slot. It's a You're roster and a contract then slot. The Canucks didn't do that. I don't know why they wouldn't when they've openly admitted that they're looking for players under 26. You know, former first rounder, former first rounder. But same time, it's another middling winger. The Canucks have enough of those. So I could see why they didn't go through with it. Um, yeah. You know, fuck, they just unpuck holes and down. But it was worth a shot for them. You know, it's worth a shot for Seattle. For Seattle, dude, you're playing with found money where you currently are in the standings right now. You're a young rebuilding team. Fuck it. Take them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I I love it for Seattle. We'll see if they can unlock it. Um, He needs to play top six minutes, and they just need to let him have a go top six with power play time. Uh, We'll see if that's what they do with them or, you know, do you have the faith in Seattle to do that, given their current deployment with Shane Wright? Mm, I don't know. I don't but know either. Center's different than D, and he's strong defensively. To, or center's different than D, no shit. Center's different than wing. Wow. Good, an- um, good analysis, Brady. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking smart with hockey. But no, center's different than uh, the wing, and it's less defensive responsibilities there. And, I mean, we know he's strong defensively, so I could see him getting the minutes, but we'll see what happens there. I like the bet, but... Most likely, I think it turns into a nothing move. Speaking of, I like the bet. It's time for our best <laughs> bet of the week. Cue the fucking music. <laughs> bet stamp. Now it's cue the actual the music. Oh. Download BetStamp using code LooseChange to find the best bets for all your, or best odds for all your bets. It's basically the Expedia of sports betting. You go on this app, it tells you which book to find the best odd. For my bet this week, guys, I'm looking at the future. NHL bets are hard to look more than like a day ahead. But and this that's one, why Tyler is looking at Brock Purdy, rookie of the year, and he's hammering that. Oh, a little transition. Dude, Brock Purdy, Offensive Rookie of the Year, is actually a hammer. Those awards aren't on bet stamp, but the yeah. Central Division winner is. I'm not talking about in-season, because that's kind of still up in the air, but in the playoffs, to win the Central Division is basically to win the first two rounds. And so far to this point in the season, I think the Dallas Stars have proven that they could easily make a deep playoff run. They have a great goalie. They have a pretty good defense. And with this new coach, they're scoring. Sagan and Ben are back. And Jason Robertson could be the MVP. Not to mention Rupe Hints and the list goes on. You can find the best bet on BetStamp at plus 1,700 on some books. The worst bet all the way down to like plus 1,100 on some books. This is for the Dallas Stars to win two rounds. A little reference for them to win the cup. It's only plus 1,800. I think I'd rather just take the two rounds bet. At nearly the same odds. 17 to 1 for the Dallas Stars, who are definitely making playoffs, to just win two rounds is a really good bet. Go bet it right now. Go hit that. Especially if Ottinger can pull what he did against the Flames last year. That's what I'm saying. Is that not a crazy value? Like, I think plus 11 makes more sense, but that's the worst odd you can find. Plus 17. Go make that bet right now. Use code to shake that bet. And if you're Braden, if you don't really want to make a crazy bet, put $3 on it. You're still going to win like 50 bucks down the line. It'll be a nice little move. Mm-hmm. So, Braden, you think Brock Purdy is going to be offensive rookie of the year? This guy might he be it. just beat Tom Brady because Tom Brady is ass when you're comparing him to Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. <laughs> there it um, is. Yeah, this is uh, is this the NFL edition of the Loose Change podcast? Maybe because we're getting into it a little bit here. A little transition. Um, no, Purdy's nasty. I was terrified when Jimmy G went down and I'm saying that as someone who wasn't the biggest Jimmy G fan kid looks fucking fantastic, but throws like shit. Purdy though, coming in, making me forget about all about him. Is Lance losing his starting job next year to Brock Purdy? 
it's actually crazy because <laughs> I think right now I would way rather have Purdy. Uh, it gives you a sure. lot of confidence in Jimmy G leaving because Jimmy, I'm telling you right now, he's going to the Jets. He's got the face for New York and they need a quarterback like him. Um, Jimmy G to the Jets. Wow, I can't believe you might have used your hockey brain just to randomly grab that out of the universe and it might be absolutely true. You like that? I actually like that. But to your point, you both are two 49ers fans. Let me tell you, as the host of a football podcast, I know a lot about football. San Fran could actually easily win this with Purdy. They have the weapons outside of the Eagles. I think they're the best team in the NFC. You can get them at plus 1400 to win the Super Bowl in some books. Some books is at plus 750. So that's like almost like a double boost. Go bet 49ers to win the Super Bowl if you're a 49ers fan. If you're a smart gambling man, you'll bet the Eagles. But that does it for our best and bets of the week. Go make some money with loose change. I think that does it, It's Braden's talking corner. I've got shit I want to talk about. Braden, what do you want to talk about this week? I went to a Charmy Beliefs game this week. Okay, so let me let me guess. Let me guess. You spent $800 on three tickets. Yeah, two tickets, actually. On <laughs> two tickets. How much did you spend on two tickets? Where were they? Uh, We were in the 300s, section 309, so we were center ice. Oh, basically, like, behind. You could probably sniff the players. Row 15. Um, So we were, like, six rows back from the front, or from six rows front. Six rows up from the back wall. Honestly, Money well take. spent? Well, first and foremost, I just want to say I actually kind of like the three hundreds, just because like you get to see the whole game. Sometimes when you're yep. in the hundreds, if you're at center ice on the hundreds, nothing beats it. But if you're in like oh I don't know in the corners or behind the net in the hundreds, it's kind of shitty because as soon as the play goes to the other end, like you don't see shit. Yo, it's I totally agree seats. with this hot take. It's not great seats. I don't think I don't even think it's a hot take. Three hundreds center, great. Um, the only issue for me is that when the puck was alongside our side. We are so high up that you couldn't see it when it was right along the boards. You had to like lean forward in your seat. Bit of a bitch, but whatever. Here's my issue. I completely forgot about this because I haven't gone to a live hockey game in a bit. Well, I've gone to a couple of Oshawa Generals games, uh, OHL, which like you deal with bullshit because like it's the OHL who gives a shit. Yeah, who cares? I forgot how shitty some people are at games. Oh man. Okay, let's talk. Everyone, and I'm not being fighting let's or shit this. like that. Yep. Holy fuck, I think anyone that's in the 300s and yells, shoot, you should be thrown off the 300 level and put to your death. Dude, the fucking Leafs are on a five on three and they're cycling the puck. Shoot. Yeah, really? You want Rasmus Sandin to throw it down the middle when there's no open lane for a shot? I'm from the side and I can see that he's got no shot down the lane and there's no lane open. The fuck are you talking about? Just constant shit like that. I hate if you bang on the glass or yell shoot at a okay. hockey game. Yeah, I was about to go to the to other death. one. Let's talk about the bang on the glass thing. Are we I'm for not, or against it? Because I have a buddy against. who's for it, and I can't stand it now. Against what? Are you at a fucking aquarium trying to make the fish move? Why the fuck are you banging on the glass? Some people suggest it as to the environment, Braden, and I call those people stupid as shit. Stupid idiots. Um. Oh, I'm. I, I there was so much shit just pissed me off and like. That one are just like, there's these plays. You know when you'll uh, you'll see. Here's a great example of a play. I don't, let, let me know if I describe this accurately. You've got a defenseman or maybe somebody who's just further back behind the play. They've got somebody pinching in on them. So let's say it's a one on one kind of thing. They're in center ice, and there's a player coming over um, on the left wing or the right wing, cutting to the center, and puck possession guy will throw a little pass in there and tries to time it up for when they meet up. Right, so they hits them and it goes in motion. You know what I mean? Hope yeah. that makes sense. I oh, you There's described a, it pretty well. Okay, good. There's a couple of plays like that where like it was just off or like the player, like they didn't read off each other well enough and like maybe the guy wasn't going for it when it looked like he was, stuff like that. And guys around me going, what the fuck was that? Fucking idiot. Are you that fucking stupid that you can't see what they were trying to do? What buddy was going for? Like just absolute morons. You should have to take a basic hockey test before you're even allowed into an NHL arena. Uh, you know what? I am also anti-wave. I'm not a wave guy. Don't look at me and say, come on, help. I'm not helping with your wave. I don't care. I'm watching the game. I what do we think? You can go, but I'm not participating. I like it. I'm pro. What do we think about a four-minute standing ovation for Mitch Marner getting a secondary assist in the first period of the game? Yeah. Did that happen? 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's because the point streaks do. Yeah, well, franchise point streak. Still, that's a bit much. Still, but like, it's a Leafs game. How'd you like the environment? Because everyone kind of has this idea that it's like uh, the suits, right? It's not that good of a place to Look, be. But my last two games, I actually thought it was a really good environment. Here's why. Where were you? Um, when I watched it, I was in the 200s, I believe. 200s, I'm pretty sure. Damn. Okay. Well, point being is, the higher up you go, the better the environment's going to be, because that's where the real fans are. The right. hundreds are the suits because that's where all those executive packages are. Up top, though, that's where you're getting the real fans. Like, was it fun? Yeah, like we had some guys yelling. Like, oh, here's the other, here's the fucking other thing. Here's my last thing I want to bitch about. All right, then we'll wrap the pod. Then we'll wrap. So we show up. We're in the three hundreds. There, it's me, and my girlfriend. Her first Leafs game, they won an OT. Also realized I've gone to three Leaf games. They have never finished in regulation in any of the games I've gone to. A uh, little odd stat for you. Shoot out in two overtimes. They're two. Oh, and one. Anyhow, um, we show up. We're in the nosebleeds. It's us to our right. There's like four people. They're all there. And then to our left, there's four empty seats. Empty seats go halfway into the first, and then four guys show up. Winter jacket's on. Didn't take them off. Fucking sitting down. Jacket overflowing the seat and onto me. So that was pissing me off, because why the fuck you, like... Take your jacket of off. Enough of a bitch to share the armrest. Okay. To have to fucking deal with a jacket, like you should, you should end, you should end whoa, whoa, your whoa, life whoa, or something. Whoa, cut that, cut that. I don't think you should be allowed to show up. It's a Leaf game. You pay two hundred fifty dollars for those tickets. You don't think they should be allowed to show up late? Show up on time or don't what show do up at all? What do you mean? No, show up on time. Show up on time. You want to? You want Show up on time. Traffic. Plan. I showed up on time. I've shown up late to games before. I would be very disappointed if I wasn't allowed in. Dude, plan ahead. No. Plan ahead. If you can't make it on time, then don't go to the game. Then go what to if a the waiter game. didn't take come with a bill in time? Like, what am I supposed to do? Leave cash. <laughs> plan ahead. Dude, plan ahead. It's not tough to plan ahead. Let the guy know when you came in. Hey, I got a game. I got to make sure we get the bill. Can you bring the bill with our food? What an old man take. You can't let any... Five minutes late to the first period. I'll give is you that, five minutes. That... I'll give you five minutes. What's your cutoff? Ten minutes? Is that too I'll give much? You five... No, these guys showed up at like seven minutes left in the first. I think that's fine. Fuck With you. drinking Show... food in their hand or just in the winter coats? Just in the coats. Mm, Not I'm even getting shit. Now. And then, and then, on people top of that, because here's late. the thing. Here's the thing, though. When you're up that high, people standing up, it blocks people's behind you view. So you're blocking mm. all this view. You're taking forever to come in because you've got all your winter shit on, so it takes you longer. Dude, it's like a minute of fucking ice time I'm missing. Right. I want to miss a minute of game time. Fuck you. Show up on time. All right. And that was Braden's talking corner. We should look into getting some music for that. Or do you just want to keep on doing your bum? And that does it for this episode of the Loose Change Podcast. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a rating if you did. If you didn't enjoy it, do not leave a rating. I do not want to hear your negative feedback. We're in a strictly positive podcast. Uh, Stuart, you got a joke? Um, sort of. I was going to tell like a, a communism joke. Okay. But those aren't funny unless unless everybody gets it. So I, I could <laughs> not have anything. Okay, that's a little meta. I don't mind it. Do you think Pringles were trying to make tennis balls at the start of their career? That's a whole other podcast.